Kill Theater, whatever the fuck that show was called, where it was just like the intros where she's like, hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. And then she's doing like wacky things. Oh, that's a great like, <laughs> Standing next to a horse. Oh my God. And then I watched a clip of her on like the Dr. Phil show. Shelley Duvall? It was from like two years ago and she's out of her fucking mind. Why? I don't know. I like she was like off her meds or something, and she's like talking about how she's like cursed and this dude's out to get her, and she has to get like the Bermuda Triangle off of her. It's fucking upsetting. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> get the Bermuda Triangle off my back. I think she's mostly haunted by Stanley Kubrick's ghost. Yeah, probably. I was like reading a little bit because like after I watched the Dr. Phil thing, I was like reading a little bit about how he like tortured her during oh, yeah. the shining. And it was he was nice really... to everybody except for her. And he like got other people to be mean to her yeah. and just like ignore her. And then he'd do like takes a hundred and twenty times. Like that the baseball bat scene. I think they did like over a hundred and twenty yeah. times and they took like it's in the Guinness Book of World Records for like yeah. number of takes for a scene with dialogue. But poor woman. She's great in it. She is, but I don't know. I know. It's at a cost. Method acting. You can't abuse actors or mm-hmm. women or pets or anything, really. Yeah, she was like a Yeah, you shouldn't. Or even, like, the scene where he's, like, trying to, like, break through the door. That was, like, all improvised. And, again, they did it, like, over, like, several days. Yeah. And they say, like, when she's, like, pleading with Jack, that's, like, her actually pleading with Jack Nichols. <laughs> he, he wanted real, but it also had to match up perfectly with all of his Easter eggs he has hidden throughout it. So you could tell that he faked the moon landing for NASA. Okay. I'm not talking about that. And since we're off of that subject, welcome back to Aaron Rose has Never Seen It. <laughs> yeah, welcome back. Front load this episode with a bunch of half-assed theories about the moon landing yeah who uh who who said they weren't going to talk about that talk about what the moon landing scene thing just now yeah me who are you (laughs) oh i'm aaron rose i'm nick (laughs) and i'm robert i was our (laughs) long-winded introduction i believe in the moon landing i wasn't sure where you were going with it does the moon landing believe in you you know what there's plenty of ancient not alien episodes real. about this, I and I'm not talking about it. I think that it's more plausible that Obama bombed the moon to destroy uh, ancient artifacts that were already on the moon than like they faked the moon landing. So if you listen to the last episode we put out in <laughs> August, we are shifting gears again to just straight up conspiracy theories. Aaron gets drunk on champagne. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the thing, like. Uh, and watch Elf on mute. Yeah. <laughs> this seems like. great. So, what have you guys been up to since August? Well, we actually okay. So conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. All I watch now is unsolved mysteries and ancient aliens. I we have talked about the unsolved mystery things. We thing. did. We had a whole episode about it. Oh yeah. About um. That well, was don't say his name because I don't want to bleep it out again. Well, that was before I found murder. out there's a channel that plays unsolved Henry mysteries, twenty four seven. The Robert Sack ones, though. Yeah. Those are the only credible ones. 
I like Dennis Farina, but well, even so, the fucked up thing that. about that is like Den- Dennis Farina yeah. like hosted Unsolved Mysteries, but it was the exact same episodes that yeah. Robert Stack hosted they, well, that he just like yeah overdone they also or whatever. Like, um, updated some of them. Some. Yeah. But there are some that are exactly straight, the same. Yeah, a, yeah. But with Dennis Farina. <laughs> so, um, we just. I've been up to since August. What's that? Fucking watching horror movies. Uh-huh. That is right. Okay, so just a quick catch up to the four people listening to this. We did record two episodes in September, but we. I, uh, I was crashing at my parents during my hobo uh, summer, mm-hmm. and I left the recording equipment there, so we borrowed a four-track, and it turns out that's really bad for podcasts. So we lost two episodes, in addition to the two episodes we scrapped because we were super drunk, in addition to the lost episodes, which I plan on putting out after this. <laughs> but we are still sort of doing... Aaron Rose's brother has never seen it while also just going back to doing Aaron Rose's never yeah. seen it because let's just Bob's not scared of horror movies anymore. He it's rented three of them to just make me watch horror movies. Yeah. yeah because worked. they're so good. Yeah. They're the best kind of movies. Still don't like it. But, but you're you, into it now. You've yeah. three horror movies. Uh, the last time I went to Odd Obsession. One of our future sponsors, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hopefully. Summon Robert um, Stack. I did rent three horror He's movies. Dead. <laughs> Robert Stack's ghost. There we go. I did rent three horror movies from Out of Session. Um, one because one was Christmas Evil, mm-hmm. which is according to John Waters the best horror so movie. So good. Or the best Christmas movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were going to see John Waters the next day, so I wanted to watch that movie. I actually wanted to buy it and get him to sign it. Oh my god, that would have been awesome. I didn't give it to you for <laughs> Christmas, but that didn't happen, so sorry, you're not going to Whatever. It's <laughs> the thought that counts. <laughs> also, though, we also got so drunk at that show, I'm just glad all of us made it home. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. Good time. The green room. Oh, God. <laughs> we didn't Let's, get okay, murdered okay. by Nazis. Oh, wait, wait, really quickly. The, the other two movies I rented were Suspiria, the original, and Phantasm 2, which barely constitutes a horror movie. Oh, but yeah, all of those movies are barely horror movies. So. Sci-fi, maybe? Yeah, be they're all, well, the accurate. first one's like an avant-garde horror sci-fi movie. Yeah. Phantasm 2, which we'll get into later with the horror recap, because we have, do have movies to recap after we get to the first movie we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's basically a buddy road trip sort of horror movie, mostly a sci-fi movie, which also is the best Nicolas Cage movie he's made in years. And we'll get to that later, because Phantasm 2 is basically Mandy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah we <laughs> talked about those yeah. at practice. So Nicholas Cage does a lot to um, Don Reggie. Cornelius or whatever. <laughs> I completely Reggie. like forgot about that until he like mentioned that, and I'm like, oh, that did yeah. happen with the chainsaw. <laughs> but first, I'll take Reggie any day over Nick Cage, though. And I quit. 
can't believe you would say that on St. Nicholas Day to somebody whose name is Nick. Well, what's Reggie's real name? It's Reggie. Oh, okay. He's Tony. He's, he's the Tony Danza of horror films. I what's love it. What's my name going to be? You're going to be Tony because you don't respond to anybody else. Oh, that's great. Okay, cool. Who's the Boss is pretty great, though. I haven't seen it in like 30 years. Oh, my God. It's good. It's dumb. Mona was the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we solved that mystery. <laughs> Take that, Dennis Farina. <laughs> so. <laughs> anything else before we get into this? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I haven't been up to anything. Um, yeah, what have I been up to? I went to Europe, right? You did go to Europe. Yeah. I went to Europe. I went to nine different countries in Europe. Nine, yeah. Oh, wait, you went to, like, the northern, like, the Russia? <laughs> Baltic Sea, yeah. Yeah, I went to Russia, Estonia, Germany, Finland. I don't know. Somewhere else. <laughs> Sweden? No. Estonia. I said Estonia. I wasn't listening, to be honest with you. I just wanted to make an intrude on my It was in Denmark. I don't know. I went to a bunch of different places. How was it? It was awesome. I was in... So we were in, like, Estonia. Or we were in Russia at the same time Trump was meeting with Putin. So it was really fucking weird. I know, Peter Dinklage. He's so great in that. I don't give a shit about that. It's Amy Sedaris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot she was in this. I yeah, don't, I don't like her trailer, yeah. And she fixes kittens in her trailer. I don't really watch <laughs> to claw some or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it has a great cast. Yeah. Uh, I started smoking weed again. Yeah. That's exciting. It is. And I got stoned and went to uh, Trader Joe's yesterday. You started future smoking weed. Yeah, I don't actually smoke actual, like, flour. That's what the kids call it. Oh, I don't either. Yeah, I just edibles and pen only. Yeah, because like, I don't enjoy smoking weed. No, I do, but it just makes me want to smoke cigarettes. Oh, it makes me freak out. Oh, okay. I don't know why it's different. The vape pen doesn't make me freak out, but I was in Trader Joe's in Lincoln Park because I was coming home from work and I wanted an avocado, and some fucking asshole had his French bulldog in there, and I just got really angry, and I couldn't figure out if it was because he had a French bulldog. Because of that, yeah. They're dumb dogs. They're fucking dumb. They can't actually have <laughs> sex. You have to, like, hold them up and, like... I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. The way that they breed them, they cannot have sex naturally. Ooh. Yeah. They should just not exist. Have you they, seen they one? Up, like, Look at them. The little hips to be so low to the ground and, like, the, this weird little length. So, like, they can't Ugh. actually mount female dogs. Gross. They're gross. So you have to, like... I, I don't know how, but I'm assuming you have to, like, <laughs> pivot them and point. Oh, no. Look, don't bring your fucking dog into a fucking grocery store. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I agree with that. And Trader Joe's sucks in Lincoln Park. Oh, I bet. It's awful. Can you imagine, like, what those workers go through every day? No. Yeah, I can't. Because I work in those people. Oh, oh yeah. Carlon? No. Uh, the varsity. Oh, yeah. That's two blocks from you, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. I might have been stoned, but I think everybody was, like, staring at me because I knew. Hmm. 
Although clean bathrooms, I took a really excellent uh, uh, piss there. oh god so um we haven't really seen that many of the same movies lately except for horror movies what movie did we all see most recently yeah the one we're gonna talk about right now bohemian rhapsody that's it okay (laughs) (laughs) i did see that yeah that's the movie i saw in the theater me too I saw a movie yesterday. <laughs> what did you see yesterday? I saw The Favorite. What's The Favorite? Sorry, I'm going to go see it with you. I was going to not say anything. What's The Favorite? The Olivia Coleman movie. Yeah. I don't know who that is. She's great. She's in other stuff. Oh, we like her. Yeah. Rachel Weisz <laughs> is in it, too. It's the same director. It's that Greek guy who did... Um, Lobster. The lobster, dog oh. shoes, and killing a sacred deer. It is really good. Yikes. But we'll talk How about uncomfortable the next were you? Real quick. It's not like that at all. It's oh. not uncomfortable. It's it's kind of dark comedy, right? It's a super dark comedy. It's super it's kinda like mesmerizing and it's like um, it reminded me of like the death of Stalin and in the loop, or I guess um, the thick of it, I think that was what's the actual like. It's just a very weird like political romance like deception movie. You see Death of Stalin? It did. I didn't see that either. It's the best part about that is that nobody uses tries to speak Russian or use a Russian accent. <laughs> Everybody in there just uses the natural accent they have. I think that's the biggest. Yeah, he walks around sounding like a guy from Brooklyn. No, why are you in charge, huh? <laughs> they got all these English actors and then he Jeffrey Tam. Chef, right? Hmm? Yeah. He pl- yeah, he plays yeah. the guy that wins. I know. Well, after he kills uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck him. We are uh, hashtag pro death of Jeffrey Tambor. Um, I made the mistake of putting on the killing of a sacred deer like while I was working one day. <laughs> And it was, like, one of, like, my cooler, like, more laid-back clients. And she, like, I could just, like, see her getting, like, more and more uncomfortable, <laughs> like, as, like, the movie progressed. I also really want to see it at Eternity's Gate, which is only playing at, like, two theaters in Chicago. It's at, uh, that's where I saw, uh, it's at Century? the Landmark. Yeah. yeah. hmm I love Willem Dafoe's face. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. The first eye roll of the show, and Why? it's not from Aaron. What's wrong with Willem Dafoe? Nothing. Okay. Nothing's wrong with Willem Dafoe, but the fact that you think, you're like, I love his face. It's great. He has a great face. He's kind of squirrely. Nobody has a face like him. No. Yeah. Every nope. squirrel is unique. <laughs> <laughs> I love William Defoe. <laughs> yeah, so do I. And so do our future sponsors, Odd Obsession, where you can yes. pick up Defoe t-shirts for only $19.99, available in most sizes. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes, yeah. <sighs> Guarantee you got a Charles Bronson shirt with your name on it. Just like it's coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just so you guys know, I got you both the same thing it's uh all five phantasm movies in the box set cool yeah i'm into that 
I kind of, I, I kind of agree with Robo Phantasm too. Okay, let's save this. Okay, stop, stop. We need to just have like a whole phantasm like podcast. I'm not prepared to talk about it right now. All right, that's fine. Yeah, maybe we should just talk about both Rhapsody. Yeah. Okay, Bohemian Rhapsody. The the movie version of the Wikipedia page. (laughs) Yes. Oh God. Actually, I think the Wikipedia page is more accurate than this movie. Uh, it's the Wikipedia page with captures some wanker edits in. Oh <laughs> yeah, we go back and fix everything. Um, I really liked it. I did. I have problems with it, but it overall I did really like it, and I cried a whole lot during it. Even though it wasn't accurate. Yeah. Added to it, I think it was a mistake, like ending with their Live Aid show. I think the majority of the movie was a mistake. Okay, that's fair. I'm not. I I didn't really like the movie. I thought the acting was good. I sort of teared up the part with his dad, but I also didn't agree with most of the movie. Okay. The way they like put things forward, it just felt. I don't know. I thought the acting was good, but I felt like a made-for-TV movie and not like HBO or FX made-for-TV. Sure. Um, it definitely has that feel for it to it. Because they were trying to make it a family-friendly movie, which, like, I don't know. Like, I understand from Queen's standpoint, like, wanting to have, like, a Queen family-friendly movie, but they didn't deliver on that, really. Because it's not a Queen movie. It's, it's a Freddie Mercury, it's a movie. Freddie Mercury movie. And, see, okay. and if you're going to make a Freddie Mercury movie, family friendly is not the way to go. No. Also, okay, yeah, I, I feel like the movie was very judgmental. I realize he died of AIDS. Oh, like, absolutely. He did so much more than that. And, like, the whole movie yeah. like, keeps hinting at the fact that everything... like, And the, the whole way that, like, unfolds yeah. is horribly inaccurate like they didn't find out about that till much later than live Aid. um so yeah it was yeah. just like it was really just like thrown in there for yeah. the sake of being thrown in there and to cause drama and to reunite the band even though they never fucking broke up in the first place yeah, bob was telling me at bucktown pub uh not a future sponsor i'm gonna add that out uh that they were on a world tour before mm-hmm. Live Aid. Yeah, like three months before. Yeah, and they, they had like, Brazil, they had just released Hot Space. Hot Space? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they like took the, this hiatus in the movie, but like really they never had that hiatus. Yeah. And they released an album <laughs> in that time that they just skimmed over completely. Also, you brought this up. They spent way too much time focusing on his muse, which I feel like. Yeah, that was weird. They were pushing like a heteronormative storyline. Yeah. For the family friendly audience. Right, which is fucked up because there's no reason that like a gay man's life can't be family friendly in this day and age. Such a fucking judgmental movie. Like yeah. the only time they show him like outside of um Jim Yeah. Is him hanging around with that fucking uh, douchebag Leech, who was always around him, 
Paul. Tr- one truck stop sex scene. And then. But it's not even like a sex scene. You just like see him yeah, making eyes at people. Exactly. And like. Then him, him in the leather bar. Like all the gays, all the like homosexual scenes they presented were yeah. all really shady. Yeah. Like he died of AIDS, but like his whole life wasn't him dying of AIDS. When he's like, when he has like that party and there's just like coke all over the table. Yeah, I have no problem with that. But, like, I know, but like that like adds into like yeah, you know, no, they, the like, narrative I, yeah, they're presenting. They it was like almost like they tried to, like oh Freddie really tried to be straight. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then but he couldn't be, but he but he still regretted it for the rest of exactly. his life. Yeah. And it was just like no, he fucking yeah. like once he like you know that the whole part where he was like I'm bisexual and then his fiance or girlfriend fiance. Was mm-hmm. like, no, you're gay. And he's right. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then, and like, well, that, was that yeah, that like, actually that, like happened in real life. That, that was like a word for word thing that happened. Freddie gay. Mercury. Yeah. yeah. He, that's when he became Freddie Mercury. He, it wasn't like he struggled with like, oh, like you know. There was like. <laughs> yeah. When Terry Gross interviewed Brian May, there was a part where she's, like, talking about Freddie Mercury's sexuality, and she's not really sure what to call him, like, bisexual or gay, and, like, Brian May just, like, stops her in, like, the middle of it, and he's like, no, he would have said, I'm as gay as a daffodil, (laughs) and she's like, oh, would he, and he's like, no, he said that. (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, I also remember that, that interview, and one of my other favorite parts where she was talking about the song, like, Bicycle, and she was like, so did Freddie like to ride bicycles? And, he, and Brian May was like, oh, hell no. He liked to drink champagne and show up in the limo. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and also just, like, the whole thing about bringing it back around with his dad and doing the Live Aid show, like, mm-hmm. do good and all that shit. That's all, like, his dad pushing on him, like, his hetero agenda. Right. So the whole yeah, like movie. religious just, agenda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, they made this movie, like, in England, but this is, like, some straight-up Puritan bullshit mm-hmm. from a guy, from a director, I'm going to bring it up right now, we have to talk about it again, mm-hmm. from a director who's been accused of, like, rape and statutory rape and drugging and kidnapping boys across the country. He also years. got fired, yeah, like, right, during right, the right, filming. Yeah. Well, also, he got fired after he left, but also... The cinematographer was directing the movie when he wasn't around or he didn't know what he wanted to do, and then he finished the movie. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, also, besides just the moral standpoint of the movie, which is so fucked up, like, yeah, made for TV. Like, the whole movie takes place in, like, five-year increments. Right. Which is sort of banned. They steal them just play a show and then it goes five years later we're gonna write bohemian rhapsody they write bohemian rhapsody on tour mm-hmm. five years later and then it's like they fire the the dude from the wire who's the mayor and then the the white mayor oh right right, right. the irish guy yeah yeah and then it's like two years later and he's all like freddie's like you know house in berlin mm-hmm not hang out with David Bowie for some goddamn reason. I know. Where the fuck was David Where's Bowie throughout David Bowie? this whole movie? Well, did, did they really hang out that much? I mean, he produced one of their albums. Yeah. I, it was my understanding that, like, after uh, 
they didn't really get along that well. They had creative differences because of under pressure. But still, like, if you yeah. have the chance to, like, put David Bowie into a movie, fucking put David yeah. Bowie in the Maybe movie. They just yeah, but also Hilda Swinton. That's <laughs> there you go. But also, that's the other fucking thing about this movie. They don't show them making albums. They show them writing five singles. That's the right. whole movie. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, you like stomping? <laughs> Gee, boop. I know it's the wrong beat too. But anyways, yeah. I'm as white as all those white people that can't stomp and clap. I mean, which is yeah. <laughs> He's hey guys, my I favorite. <laughs> I love him so much. But this isn't a Queen podcast, otherwise I'd go on at length about why I love him so much. I thought that like of like the casting, Brian May and John Deacon were the best. Yeah. <laughs> they totally looked like Oh my god. <laughs> um yeah. I don't even know how to say the guy's name who played Brian May, but Rami Malik. Oh, Brian May, sorry. Something Lee. Um, he. Yeah. Identical. Him and Brian oh, yeah. May are fucking identical. Mm-hmm. Like, excellent also, casting. I never realized how much my grandmother's hair looked like Brian May until I saw this movie. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grandma was pretty happening. Yeah, she was. A little, uh, little diabetic Dago from Italy. Hmm. I'd like to meet her ghost someday. It's around my grandfather's house. I know. Yeah, it is. Um,. I don't feel like there was enough of, like, the other Queen members in the movie. I know yeah, I think I, like, said that already, but, like, they all have such, like, fucking interesting stories. Brian May especially. Their whole character, their, their entire characters were summed up in, like, two or three lines of the whole movie. It's like, you'd be a fucking dentist. You'd be an right. astrophysicist. Oh, you like your car. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. that's all. Like, I want to give the audience a thing to play along with it. And then it's like. I don't know what you'd be, and he's like, oh, I went to school for electrical engineering. <clears throat> they didn't give a shit no. about Queen. Which is, like, really sad, because, I don't know, that, like, every, like, aspect of, like, who those people were individually is, like, what made up their sound. Especially with, like, uh, Deacon. He, like, made instruments, or, like, whatever, the amps and whatnot. Well, he made for the, the, red, the little red box that Brian May gave Brian May his sound. Yeah, that Brian May used to get. And those, Brian like, May like sounds. the guitar he used, he made with like his father. Like, there's just like so much more to the story, and I know you can only fit so much into a movie, but, but like, there's so much of this movie you can take out. Yeah, it's bullshit. All right, I like Queen. I'm not gonna try to pretend I like Queen anywhere as much as you two. What would you have liked to have seen in the movie? Oh my god, Freddie Mercury smuggling Princess Di into a gay bar. Yeah. In, like, drag. <laughs> more of Freddie's, like, see, that, that more of his, like, fabulousness as opposed to, like, the, like, sad son of a bitch. Yeah. As yeah. Like, as, like, a sad bastard. Like, oh, like, being manipulated and being alone. Like, I'm sure that was part of it. That's part of, like, any sure. existence. And I got but, that, like, like... He was a fabulous person. He would walk into a fucking club and yeah. just, like, you know, have a ball. Right. Yeah, and I got I that, like, that. he was vulnerable, too. 
But I don't think that should have been the whole movie because the whole movie was like Freddie Mercury being vulnerable with like exception of like the last 20 minutes, maybe. But up until that point, it's just like Freddie Mercury being fabulous, but like super vulnerable, which I don't think is the majority of who he was. I'm glad that it got Queen back on the charts. I think that's a good thing. They deserve it. <laughs> what the movie did? Yeah. Oh. You're right about it landing on live, ending on Live Aid, by the way. That reminded me of Ray. Because, like, half. Because Ray stops. Oh, I never saw that. It's about the same as this. Good sure. performance, lame, made for TV movie. But, like, mm-hmm. the movie ends where it's just like. And then Ray Charles quit doing drugs and lived for another 30 years. Like, why? What the fuck else did he do in those 30 years? Right, yeah. I do really like that they, like, included, like, Freddie Mercury's cats. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking loved all the cat actors in this movie. They were fantastic. One of Freddie's quotes, though, was he's like, I'm going to have to die before I get popular in America. Right. And that was, uh, Right before Wayne's, Wayne's World. Uh, mm-hmm. Can we talk about the Mike Myers cameo? Yeah. I fucking hated it. I fucking really? hated it so much. Why? Because he looks directly into the camera and goes, the kids want to drive around their car and headbang. You can't drive around your car and headbang the queen. Okay, yeah, That fair. is such meta, blowing yourself bullshit. Yeah. Nobody's here because we want to see. That wasn't Mike Myers, though. That was Mike Myers. Yeah. Well, it was Mike Myers saying it and acting, but they asked him if he would play one of the record executives. But that record executive was made up. It was made up, and he was like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Like, I would love to be a part of this movie. Like, I don't need to see the script. That's true. Yeah, he he said yes to it before he read the script. I don't care. He still still said a line referencing his own movie. You, like, that's... Oh, like, I was out after that. I was okay. out. Like, that is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Come on. I didn't, like, realize until, like, the second time they were in his office that it was Mike Myers. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because, well, I didn't know he was in the movie, like, going into it until, like, I saw his, like, name, like, in the opening credits or whatever. And then I kind of, like, forgot about it just, like, watching the movie. And then I think it was like when he started talking about that, and I'm like, oh, that's Mike Myers. <laughs> I forgot about it too. I didn't recognize him. I caught it a little bit into it. He's completely unrecognizable. So they did a good job on that part. Unless that's just how he looks now. I really have He's no bad. idea. I have no idea. He was on a Colbert Report to promote this. I don't have. On Halloween. I didn't see it either. I channels. just saw it show up on. Uh, YouTube's. The YouTube's. That's what the kids call it. What did you like about the movie? I, I really, I liked the fucking dynamic of the actual band. When all four of those dudes were in, were around each other, mm-hmm. I liked the movie. I liked it when it was like a movie about Queen instead of, oh, poor, poor Freddie Mercury. Right. Is like, he, they made him starts it's the movie sort of bookends with him being called like a like a sad or afraid excuse me or pakistan kid right Mm. not from pakistan 
Zanzibar. 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 And the rest of the movie is him being taken advantage of. So it's like they were really yeah. pushing that forward. Like, if he was like, it's almost like a fucking like pro English agenda too. Like, if Freddie Mercury was English, he wouldn't have been taken advantage of so much. Mm-hmm. But when the it was actually the band stuff, mm-hmm. and not just like them like at his party. But I'll, he he when he was at the party, he was actually fun. Yeah, that's the only scene where it looks like he's having fun when he's not on stage. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the stuff with the band. I thought they were good together. I liked all of Brian May. I liked their um, uh, their uh, Miami. I liked Miami a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's actually in all those. Uh, he's in the thick of it and uh, in the loop. The parts that didn't feel like a Lifetime movie and the parts when they were playing music. It definitely had a Lifetime movie feel to yeah, it. It was like it was totally sanitized. Yeah. PG-13, but it seems like they were aiming for PG. Yeah. Like they can. just wanted to make all the money off of this they could. Yeah. yeah. But also, it's like, that's the whole idea. Like, they were, it's literally just an awards movie. Oh, if sure. If this was like a real rock and roll movie about Queen, and it came out during the summer, it would have made just as much money, but nobody would, there would be a harder push. It would be right. harder to push for him to get a Best Actor no, uh, nomination. Sure. Like three months later, um, you think they're pu- you think they're pushing for that? He got absolutely, for yeah, he right. sure did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're pushing hard. This is yeah. Fox's last days. When they get bought by Disney, Disney is getting rid of everybody. They just want the X Men. Yeah, like all these cool and Fox Star Wars. And, yeah, no Star Disney already owns Star Wars. They bought Lucasfilm. Oh yeah, but like after Disney buys Fox, all these weird Fox movies and weird Fox TV shows. They're just all gone. They're just gonna have. They're just. They just want the names. Mm. Bob, what what was your favorite part of the movie? I like this. I did like this scene when he was like trying to talk to his cats over the phone, and then he was at the same time like cruising yeah. like dudes. <laughs> <laughs> he was like on a payphone cruising dudes at a truck stop, and then he was like, "Oh wait, 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 wait. let me talk to yeah. <laughs> Mister Scruffles." <laughs> but they took that as a time to point out that he was being mean to like unfaithful yeah well not even the unfaithful part he could be unfaithful and be nice but they were just showing him being mean what's her name mary yeah because she's like i love you he could have easily kept cruising and said i love you but he just they decided to have his character just go bye like that's just that's just shitty but him talking to the cats on the phone was good i mean then that's real life he would, like, he would call home on tour all the time and just, like, ask to put, like, whatever cat on the phone. And whenever there was, like, a live stream of, like, one of their concerts or something, he'd make sure that it was playing so that his cats could watch it. He was a fabulous cat man. And the whole, like, last, like, the whole Live Aid part was really good, too. It was kind yeah, of was spot great. on. Yeah. Like, that's why that was, like, great. Like, and they worked with choreographers for a long time to fucking nail that. And they yeah. really did. I, like, watched it this weekend, the actual, like, Queen one. Yeah, I would yeah. encourage everybody to watch that on YouTube Whew. because it's, it's so, so good. Awesome. I've watched it every day even since I he, saw the movie. It's when so he, uh, fucking good. puts on the guitar and plays. <laughs> yeah, I had forgotten he played guitar. That <laughs> was really weird to watch. Up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're the only band that played for 20 minutes when the allotted 
every like band had a, like an allotted slot of 15 minutes they played for 20 minutes and like later on in the concert freddie mercury and brian may like came back on stage yeah. um but yeah i mean it's just i don't know i like i told i think i told you this before but like andre like watched live aid in like real time like when it was happening and he, like, the one thing he says about it, it's like, yeah, I fucking remember Queen. He's like, that was the first time I was like, holy fuck, this band's awesome. He's like, I knew they were good, but, like, seeing them at Live Aid just, like, blew everyone away. Yeah, because, like, all the other acts, it was either, like, up and coming, like, hokey bullshit, or, like, kind of, like, way on the fucking downturn, you know, like, British acts. You know, even like Black Sabbath yeah, was like Black going Sabbath. Down. Led Zeppelin. David Bowie was David there. Elton John was there. Also, there were point, huge fucking acts, yeah, but yeah, like Queen yeah. fucking smoked them. <laughs> when Live Aid happened, John Bonham was already dead. Phil Collins played drums with uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that is true. I hate Phil Collins. So do I. Damn. We shouldn't do that. <laughs> we actually have alcohol. We shouldn't oh, okay. share this mic. Not super big on Led Zeppelin. John Bonham's cool. Cut to Moby Dick. <laughs> I still want to see Sasha Baron Cohen's like Freddie Mercury movie. It's I don't think it's Sasha Baron Cohen's. It's uh what Peter Wright wrote that movie. I think like Sasha Baron Cohen's the one who like brought him in on it though. Okay, Peter, because he I may they, be they, mistaken, they but have, like a credit for it, and Peter Wright, I think it was Peter Wright. He's the guy that wrote Frost Nixon. And the Queen, he was the one who wrote that movie. But I, yeah, I think like Sasha Baron Cohen was like one of the, the more like forceful like entities like trying to get it made. And well, final thoughts on Bohemian Rhapsody. Check it out, and then go watch the live aid on YouTube. Oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> My recommendation would be to just, like, skip it all together and just, like, buy a bunch of, like, live Queen DVDs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's good for, like, bringing in, like, a new generation of Queen fans. That's what that movie was. I hope so. Um, but really, like, if you haven't seen it, just, like, spend your money on, like, some Queen Live. Queen at Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Queen Rock Montreal. Yeah, like, oh, my God. So good. Hashtag odd obsession. Hashtag be responsible. Yeah. Read some uh, a queen documentary, you know? Not a queen documentary. Just get the fucking live shit. And you'll be fucking. I mean, that's all you need. Okay. So um, we had a grand plan to ruin Robert's fall by making him watch a bunch of horror movies. accomplished. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah. It worked out for everybody because Bob likes horror. I wouldn't say that. You, you, just, Bob tolerates horror movies now? I guess so. Bob is... He'll never admit to liking them. No, you're right. It's more like, you know... Bob allows his best research. friends to torture him with... Yes. Oh. Best genre. I knew I'd move back in with you for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> we make this fucker watch. I, I, was, I, I, rem- I was thought about it when I was like watching Suspiria by myself in my room, and I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? What am I doing? What is wrong? Like... Saving the world or something <laughs> with mm. crappy robots. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I'm watching a horror movie in my. There's so many. Like we should do. 
a podcast of horror movies with like weird fucking robots because there's many of them. Just call it Bob's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall is so one great. of my favorites. The Love fucking library. soundtrack. Yeah. Holy shit. I got to see that on 35mm at the Music Box because I went to the Music Box of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Short Circuit 2. That's oh just God. like a... That's just like a racist... Yeah. The guy in Brownface won an Oscar like 20 years later too. Well, you, he was racist in the first one, but he wasn't the main character. Exactly. But then I decided, you know what? Let's put him in New York City and just, like, make him there I mean, the whole movie. We could watch some of the Child's Play movies, too, because it's a robot, technically. We could watch <laughs> Westworld, the original yeah. OG. That's on Shudder, I think, or maybe Amazon Prime. It's on something right now. Right, so. yeah. yeah, it's really bad. Oh, my God, I love the series, all the Michael Crichton movies, huh? Ooh, I love the series. I watched the first season only. It was good. The second oh, yeah. season's good yeah. too, but they only they only make bad Michael Crichton adaptations, except for Jurassic Park. Yeah, I love that movie. Well, Westworld was wasn't it the only movie he directed? I think it was like the first, and maybe the only is that movie. his Maximum Overdrive? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah he was just like he was like, oh my god, like this is horrible. I'm just gonna stick to writing. Oh, I've made <laughs> you watch Maximum Overdrive before. Oh, yeah. I think it's, that's not really that scary. It's it's comical, yeah. Multi for a cocaine fueled nightmare. Oh my god. It was the eighties. Yeah. It's just Stephen King. Yeah. For a long time though. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Stephen King, did you see that they I, I just read that they wrapped production on the sequel to the shiny. What? Why does there need to be a sequel? Because he wrote a sequel. He wrote a sequel in the no. 90s. Dr. Sleep. And Yeah, Dr. Sleep. And Ewan oh. McGregor is playing Danny Torrance. Oh, I do love Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Train spotting, too. So good. Love it. Yeah, it's great. We saw it in the theater. Oh, oh my God, you were high it- as Fuck at that movie. That's the last movie I saw Stone. Because we you were talking about Caesar this. You and Caesar were high as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, we were. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great, though. It was amazing. But that was the Recommend last. Recommend it. Because I texted you. I, did- I was in Quimby's the other day, and, like, it was on clearance in their book section. It's funny, too. <laughs> or whatever it's called. I think it's called, like. Filth? There are no pig? No. Porn. Skag Boys? Or is that a different one? I don't know. I think I they're all related. <laughs> but it was on sale for like four ninety nine at Quimby's. Go to Quimby's. I fucking love that place. Hashtag future sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> we are you Quimby's. Mm-hmm. Um buy the grab bags. Oh yeah. Filled Those with are gold. Great. Filled with gold. Five dollars, ten dollars, you know. I like I buy a it's different one every single time. They're always so good. Yeah. The first one I bought was <laughs> when me and Jess Rose were in high school. We used to like ditch school and go to Quimby's and then the pick me up cafe. But we both bought like the grab bags because they were like zine grab bags. And we're like, oh, we like zines because <laughs> we're dumb teenagers. 
And then still like zines. we actually like went to this restaurant called Cozy's. It doesn't exist anymore. That was like in the Clark Belmont area. It might have been on like the corner of Clark and Belmont. Um, but we like go to like open up like our zine grab bags. And like I remember like opening mine up and it was a gay porn bag. <laughs> it was a gay porn like magazine. And it was like a naked dude with like a rubber ducky just like covering his junk. And of course, that's like when the waiter just like decided to walk up. All right. Anyway, what movie are we talking about first? We are talking about The House of the Devil. Mm. The House of the Devil. That made me squirm the whole entire time. It was. He's not lying. I watched it with him. It was so good. Oh, my God. You were like squirming the whole time we like talked about it on the podcast. That's the, the worst part time. about losing those episodes. It was Bob's <gasps> reaction to those movies mm-hmm. where he was scared talking about them. No, you could already see him tensing up. There we go. There we go. <laughs> the shoulders are like next to his ears. <laughs> yeah, no neck. But House of the Devil is the scariest movie where literally nothing happens. Yeah, that is true. It's all until it starts happening. Yeah. So you got like it's a ninety-minute movie. You have eighty minutes of just anticipation. No, and the I, tension that goes with it. I watched it and timed it out. 37 minutes before anything happens. Is, anything... That, is that the Greta Gerwig scene? Mm-hmm. No. That still makes me sad. 37 minutes until, are like, you... anything, like, remotely scary happens. Are you not the babysitter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, Bob, what do you think of House of the Devil? I thought it scared the bejesus out of me. It was, you know, if I if I could classify like the horror movies that scare me the most, it's like the supernatural ones scare me the most, and the slow burns. Slow burns was supernatural, like the supernatural <sighs> slow burns, like freak me out the most because I have no idea what's gonna happen. Right. It's not like shitty like like human nature where it's like a bunch of like fucking Nazis that are like evil. Like I can like understand. We'll get like, to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not okay. that I can understand it, but I'm like, oh yeah, like these people are just like sadistic motherfuckers. Whereas like mm-hmm. the supernatural is like, oh my god, okay, what what kind of extra fucking dimensional fucking horror am I going to be subjected to? I'm just going to start introducing the four movies, and then we could all talk about them simultaneously. Yeah. So speaking of slow burns and the supernatural, Bob, what do you think of the witch? Uh it was it was a good movie um another slow burn another it, it was just that that it was another like it was all anticipation it was all like that that had a lot of human nature in it where it was like you know puritan era and they're like accusing this person of being a witch you know and they didn't do anything wrong and like everybody was you know against this person for no reason right that's you know it and at the same time there's all this like weird supernatural like like little like hints of like things happening Mm -hmm. you know and it's like you see somebody getting like framed and um you feel bad for them and you know at the same time this like like weird unseen force is like making that happen and so it's like you, you, I'm like disgusted, 
but also like terrified. Like, oh my god, what are they gonna do to this poor girl next? <laughs> this poor family. Aaron, I'm gonna ask you a question. I know the answer to. Uh huh. What is your favorite part of the witch? Black Philip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that motherfucker. Please explain Black Philip. Black Philip is a goat that lives on the farm that this family is exiled to, I guess. Um, who may or may not be talking to like the two youngest kids in this family. There's three kids. One's like a preteen teenager and like the other two are probably like seven, eight years old. And they have like this obsession with black. And the Phillip. teenager that's like the main character. Yeah. Well they weren't exiled to the farm. Well there were three. They were ostracized from the town because of like the father's religious beliefs. Pride. He got like yeah. Yeah. exiled because of pride or something like that. But yeah, so there's there's this giant um bearded black goat and they like sing songs about it and oh my god, he's fantastic. Kills the father. Yeah. Spoiler. Oh, oh. oh no, you're right. There were four kids. Yeah. Because there's the kid that gets entrapped by the witches. No, there are five kids. Because the baby gets stolen. That's yeah. the beginning of the fucking movie. Holy fuck. Five kids. Yeah. Too many. Well, the, there's, wait, the baby gets stolen, and then there's still, I thought there were only three left. No, there's no, four. No, there's, there's the two little ones. There's, like, the medium kid who, like, has a weird lust thing with, like, his, his sister. Oh, yeah. teen sister. And the blonde, uh, the blonde oldest child. Yeah, the oldest. The twins. There's the two twins. Yeah. I will say, like, memories. Yeah, I will. I don't know if you've ever like watched any of like the outtakes of that movie, but there's like outtakes of them like all around the dinner table, where like the kids like pretending to eat, and it's like very obvious that he's pretending to eat, and the dad's like, "You just have to chew it for like three seconds or something like that," and you can see like the kid put it in his mouth, and he's just like, "Oh, <laughs> it's pretty great." Also, uh, House of the Devil is about a college student who needs money for her own apartment who takes a weird, creepy job off of a flyer outside of a dorm because this place takes place in the 80s, so there was no uh, Craigslist. 83, yeah. 83, the year I was born, so it was a bad year. And she winds up meeting out in the middle of the woods this uh, Tom Noonan, who if you don't know who he is, he is the tooth fairy in... Manhunter. He's the guy in the wheelchair in uh, Heat, who sells Robert De Niro the plans mm-hmm. for the bank job. That's ultimately the climax of the movie, and he's Philip Seymour Hoffman's uh, doppelganger in Schenectady, New York. So basically, she gets hired to babysit, but it's an old lady in a room, and she spends the entire movie basically just by herself, freaked out, and everybody just keeps waiting for things to happen. Um, the other two movies we watched were Green Room. Green Room. Yeah. <sighs> About the Nazis in, in Oregon. Oregon. This band is on the road, this punk band, and they have no money, and they have to get money to get back home. And somebody uh, who screwed them over out of a show books them a $350 paying gig in the Pacific Northwest at a, I think he said it's mostly like boots and laces, so that's like a thing for skinheads. Yeah. And they go and they play their sets 
and afterwards they accidentally stumble upon somebody who was murdered in the green room and then it turns into a really cool modern version of assault on precinct 13 and it's just fucking it's not a slow burn Mm -mm, not at all it's very realistic it's very creepy and heartbreaking very graphic very graphic oh my god i turned it off the first time i watched it alone when he stuck his arm out the door i had to stop it for 10 minutes and before i could start watching again I don't even know at like what point I stopped that movie, but I definitely like did the same thing. I was like watching it upstairs and I was by myself and I was just like so it must freaked be nice out. To have the luxury <laughs> of stopping it the first time. Well, if you're by yourself. No, you're better off just going right through it. Yeah. We did you a favor. Oh my god, I got we so are... freaked out. I like checked to make sure the doors were locked. Ooh, hugged a cat. Yeah. <laughs> See, oh, fuck. I was day stone. I called Jess at work. Oh god. Um, the other. That was I watched a human it at nature night. Horror movie. Yes, it was. Like, oh my god! Like, what are these fucking sadistic assholes up to next? All right, but anyway, we're just doing recaps right now, right? Yes, and then the fourth movie we watched wasn't even a slow burn it was just god awfully slow and boring and uninspired are you talking about body bags yeah all right i'll recap body bags (laughs) (laughs) so here's another biased opinion about body bags aaron no so body bags is like a trilogy horror movie you've seen them a million times before um very similar to like tales from the dark side or something like that any of the creep show movies and this was showtime's attempt um they wanted to start like their own tales from the crypt series with john carpenter so they made this movie with john Car- carpenter as the crypt keeper yeah john yeah. carpenter in his skullet glory oh my god his skullet cocaine out of his mind yeah. He just smeared cocaine all over his face. Yeah, that was his makeup. <laughs> <laughs> that was his makeup. Um, the movie's essentially the failed pilot. Right, yeah, exactly. But it's like three different stories. The first one's pretty good. The first one's pretty the, good. The, the first one the was gas the, station. The gas station. Yeah. That, was, that was solid. It goes downhill after that. They have a great cast. I feel like John Carpenter pulled in every fucking favor that he had for this movie because toby hooper's in it okay let me i'm gonna step in here for one second all these people that are in this movie were already on the way down and toby hooper's career by that point sucked toby hooper never had a career he didn't let's get that straight and that's a whole nother podcast because he made the argue arguably champagne (laughs) he made a really great champagne no he like probably made the greatest horror movie of all time which you're wearing the shirt of i i didn't even realize that yeah but then Um, that was it everything else after that was dog shit no because he made poltergeist steven nope that's not real that is not real we are getting way off topic not real he even said it himself who? Steven Spielberg. Oh, like he's going to throw Toby Hooper under the bus now. I'm not getting into this. All right. Real fast, the last conspiracy theory of the show. And that's exactly what it is. It's a conspiracy that's fine. theory. That's fine. Is that Steven Spielberg actually directed 
No, no, because no. like they. I mean, go ahead, but it's not real. He told Toby Hooper how the movie was gonna be made and what shots he wanted. Nope. All right, look, we're not no. talking. We have this, like you said, another podcast. Mm-hmm. So the first one of body bags is an actual horror story yeah takes the second one is a really weird sci-fi comedy about what stacy keach yeah about fragile male egos oh yeah big that time goes on forever also has sheena easton in it that is true and debbie harry yes but she looks so weird in it yeah and then the third one has mark hamill which he's doing a bad mark hamill job bad real bad yeah, that's the Toby Hooper one. It, like, totally, like, goes downhill. Oh, it's so bad. Like, they should have switched up, like, the arrangement. They should have ended with a gas station. I would never have made it through if they didn't. Oh, I they knew that's true. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. I was, I was like, okay, this isn't as bad as I heard. And then 10 minutes into the second one, I was like, oh, it is. I get it now. Yeah. Well, you have to start with something memorable, and then you have to end with something memorable. And in the middle, you have to have something that, like, doesn't make people go away. All right. And we're doing a end, really the, bad job of that. Of the end <laughs> of Body Bags, <laughs> podcast. it was like they had uh, Mark Hamill. He right. was, like, the star. Yeah. He, w- he was the, you know, the thing that was supposed He was not the thing, but, like, he was supposed to be, like, the... He was. They thought he would do a Jedi mind trick on everybody, and you'd think it's really good because it's Mark Hamill. Right. But he's... I, as much as I don't like the one with Stacey Keach, it's at least watchable. The one with Mark Hamill is just like. Well, it doesn't really like make much sense. It doesn't make any sense. Which is the problem. And then it's like really bad acting too. Yeah. Even though it's Mark Hamill and then like Twee is his wife yeah. and that. Who, I mean, granted it was like the 80s, but she's still like gorgeous but they made her like not gorgeous no because they were trying to make her look like a normal like religious housewife who would put up like some shit like this and like the whole movie's about like literally mark hamill hating women yeah big time like he tries to kill his pregnant wife because he gets an eyeball from a serial killer mm-hmm. yeah like that's like a short story at best they they went for a whole like 30 minutes on that shit it went way too long i feel like they could have definitely like picked better stories but at the same time if it was like a tv series it totally would have worked yeah because they, they would have shaved that down to something else but also that's the thing the shortest one is the first one and it's the best yeah it is even though it has I don't remember which Carradine is it, but it's the Robert Robert Carradine, who's best known Um, for Revenge of the Nerds, Revenge of the Nerds, and being Lizzie McGuire's dad. But it also had like, let's see, Peter Jason from They Live, Arachnophobia, whose entire career is based around John John Carpenter Carpenter making movies. Still, (laughs) the David Naughton, right? Who was the uh, American Werewolf in London? Uh huh. Yep. Who also didn't have a career but after that movie. such like a small cameo. And Sam Raimi. Yeah. He plays the dead guy. Yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck. Because Sam Raimi never stopped making movies and he kept making. Oh my God, like, yeah. But like. Still doing it. He's still doing it and his movies still make money. But he just. He's never forgotten his friends. Right. He hangs around with all these. Well, 
Good for him. Yeah, no, it, it is no. Making I'm not movies and had billions of dollars or millions of dollars. Yeah, he probably has millions of dollars. All I'm saying you is, you two motherfuckers would be in everything I made. Yeah, but all I'm saying is like, <laughs> <laughs> so can I stop doing things? What I have millions of dollars. Okay. <laughs> no, but like everybody stopped hanging around with um, who direct? Oh, Brian De Palma. Because the Palma came up with Francis Ford Coppola, George Lucas, um, uh, Steven Spielberg. All these dudes were like friends. And then like when the Palma bottomed out, like all those dudes are still friends. Like Scorsese's not going over to Palmas for fucking Flag Day. Oh, they just Does abandoned him. anywhere for yeah. Flag Day? I would hope so. When did the okay. Palma bottom out? Um... Probably, like, Carlito's way was his way down, but it was Snake Eyes. <laughs> Snake Eyes, like... Can we do a little side note? So, I hosted Thanksgiving this year, <laughs> and I recently got a subscription to Shutter Since we last recorded, at least. Maybe yeah. not, like, that recently. But they have, like, three channels that are just, like, always streaming that you can watch, which is great when you're indecisive. Like me, you can just pick one of the channels. It's also a good way to find new movies. Yeah. Hashtag future sponsor. Yeah. Shutter. <laughs> this is barely a podcast. You're barely a streaming service. We're the same people. Give us your money. Aaron, I, I apologize for interrupting. But Give us your mattresses. I was like going through, I think there's like three streaming channels on Shutter, and one of them was playing Snake Eyes. Was it Snake Eyes? Eight millimeter? I, it was one of them. I think it was eight millimeter. But so I'm just like, all right, this will suffice as I like madly bake a million things. And then after that ended, the other one played. It was Snake Eyes and Eight Millimeter. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two I watched like fully. I don't know what happened like after that. I think I like tried to put something non offensive on. I actually took notes but on Snake Eyes. I really like that they had like a whole like Nick Cage thing going well, on. Because they have Mandy now. So like Right. Yeah. I'm sure that was like after. No, it was it started off with eight millimeter and then I watched Snake Eyes yeah. <laughs> in its entirety. Well so they just added Mandy, but they were showing Nicolas Cage movies to get everybody mm-hmm. pumped up for the craziness that is Mandy. <clears throat> One of the notes I wrote though for Snake Eyes was I love Gary Sinise, but he looks like that neo-Nazi frog. <laughs> he totally does. He has wonky eyes. His name in the movie is Kevin Dunn. The actor Kevin Dunn is in this movie. And, uh, well, I promise no more conspiracy theories, for, so I won't mention that. But I, I was really high. Halfway through the movie, I just I kept waiting for Rebecca Romaine to show up, and then I realized that's Femme Fatale. Um, the thing I realize is that Nick Cage plays the exact same character in pretty much every movie. Yes. Like, indistinguishable. Except... Those movies could have just, like, played back-to-back with, like, no credits or anything, and I'd be like, oh, this is the same character. The magician Ricky Jay just passed away. He was great. He was great. He was uh, was also an actor. He was in a lot of David Mamet movies he's also in paul three paul thomas anderson movies which yeah, ones that's right. he was in boogie nights he was the guy who shot the movies he was the oh. 
And then he was in. He was the narrator for Magnolia. Oh, Just sto- yeah, talked about the guys in the beginning. He was in. I think he was in. Maybe he was in Heart Eight playing a magician. Okay. I might be making that up. Yeah, but so um, one of the uh, you know he he just passed away. He was also like just a brilliant magician. He he had like Guinness World Record of like the distance that somebody could throw a card. Ooh. You know, and he was like a close magician, and uh, he would do like he would get like like next to somebody and do these tricks like up close, and. Uh, in one of his obituaries, somebody said, like, you know, um, they say that, you know, great artists, you know, do their craft, you know, to the to the best, like, to the absolute, like, best that they can. But you, the best artists, you know, you can't describe the art that they do without invoking their name. And so I guess I'm kind of relating this to Nick going for No, yeah, age. okay. That was... I was wondering if Anna was going to come back around. I, that was... That was... Okay. That was very lengthy. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate where you went with it. Because when you say Nick Cage, you immediately see somebody screaming. Yeah. yeah he, he goes full Nick Cage. Yeah. There's no other way to describe Nick Cage. Crazy evil! Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, memory of Ricky J. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> I'm sorry you were compared to Nick Cage. Apples and oranges. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but they're both delicious fruits. Although I will say, last time <laughs> I, I did mushrooms. Except for like oranges, like when you brush your teeth. That's more like Nick Cage. <laughs> last time I did mushrooms, Nick Cage was like way too heavy on my mind. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, the text I got from you. I thought it was turning into Nick Cage. I don't know why. <laughs> Because I was on mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, face off. I like texted Glenn in the morning after like texted him a million times. Like, I'm not. Nick Who'd you text? Uh, Nick. <laughs> you. <laughs> um, I think I like texted you when I woke up saying that I still had my face. <laughs> you texted me like eight times. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's just like I, I woke up. freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up and like I saw the text. I was like, "Oh fuck, what happened?" And I looked at it. It's like, "I'm not Nick Cage. I'm not Nick Cage." I'm like, "All right, well that's obvious." And then I read the, how high you were. So, mushrooms. Cut that out. <laughs> yeah, Nick Cage goes full Nick Cage in Mandy. Yes. To. Well, I mean, no, he just goes full Nick Cage. But the, Are we talking the, about Mandy in this podcast? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Isn't that what we're doing right now? Yeah, we're gonna do the four sure. and then end with Nick Cage. Should we? I feel like should we talk? We let's we, go back we, over these yeah. real fast. Okay. So we and then go to Mandy. House of the Devil, um, The Witch, mm-hmm. which made Robert very uncomfortable. Yeah, he. And then I just sort of recapped Green Room, and then we went off on a very long tangent. Mm-hmm for uh, body bags, which is surprising. Um, yeah, and then <coughs> Are you that against talking about movies that scared you? <laughs> You're just deciding we're just not going to have this segment at all? We're not going to go back to it? Bob, what scared you the most about Green Room? No, we're talking about The Witch. <laughs> <laughs> God 
All right, what's what slow burn did you like better? House of the Devil or the Witch? Did I like better? <laughs> yes. Which one? Yeah. Um Which one scared you more? Which one do you think was a better movie? I thought The Witch was a better movie for sure. Um it was a, it was it had a lot more like like complex like human like emotions and interactions where you didn't really know what was going to happen, you know. Whereas the uh House of the Devil it was like you kind of got like oh like you're just kind of waiting for like some evil shit to fucking come down yeah. on everybody. Both of them were like that, but like the house of the devil was like oh like she's in this house now like mm-hmm. some some fucking evil shit's gonna happen. Whereas the witch, it was more like ambiguous like what's gonna like like there everybody was playing against each other and like you know the mom and the dad were like bickering with each other and like everybody was against the daughter and like one you know i thought that was a more complex and it was a a, a more of a study in like you know human interaction and like um you know finger pointing i don't know if i would agree that the witch is a slow burn people like always describe it as a slow burn but i feel like shit starts happening right away because, like, once yeah. the baby gets stolen... Once the baby gets stolen and eaten? Yeah, like she, like, happens. crushes it up. Yeah. But then, like, nothing will happen for, like, five minutes, and then shit starts happening again. But there's, like, brief interludes where, like, nothing happens. But I would not call it a slow burn. Personally, I wouldn't call it a snow- I, slow burn. I think it... Because as soon as, like, the baby gets stolen, like, shit gets real. I think things slow down after the baby gets stolen. I don't know, because there's, like, little pieces, like, thrown in there where, like, you're like, what the fuck's going on? I feel like after the baby gets stolen, there's a lot of steps. And then once they start crossing the bridge, like, once the kids are in the thing in the barn singing and they say that that's when it starts getting a lot quicker and then after that like in the kid and the crow and the mom and then mm-hmm. like I, th- I think the first half is a slow burn maybe but I mean I, I totally understand why you say that I respect yeah. that answer I just like I don't consider it a slow burn because I feel like there's shit happening even though it's very brief which is like the fucking genius of this movie. Like a lot a big portion of it is just like the inner workings of this family and them like slowly unraveling, but there's just enough like thrown in there like every once in a while to like keep your attention because there's like the little boy, he like sees the witch in the forest and then he gets like fucking possessed or whatever and dies and then it like mellows back out. There's a lot of peaks and valleys. Yeah. Which one scared you more? Which one did you like better? Mm, I think I like the witch better. Probably because of Black Phillip. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) Um, that's a dumb question in retrospect. I mean, I think they're both, like, brilliant movies. uh, It gets super cheesy. Which one? 
house of the devil. Like, I don't think the witch is cheesy at all. No, they weren't like, going I think for it's cheesy. Fucking gorgeous. They were going for eighties schlock on this. And they achieved it well. Um, yeah, I I think the witch is a better movie, but I like House of the Devil better. way more. I mean, they're both in like my top three. Of like horror movies made in the past ten years, probably. Oh yeah. Um. What's up, Hereditary? How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we talked about like Hereditary. We did. Really, in a podcast that actually got posted. Yeah, the last oh, one. Okay. That was six months ago, though, so yeah. okay, it's fair. hard to remember. Um. Yeah, those are like my top three of the past ten years. Uh, the new Halloween's like a close fourth. I'd put a top five for sure. Green room. Erin <laughs> slowly turning her notes. She has no notes on green room. I mean, green I don't room. Feel like you need any notes. No. Green room super <laughs> All straightforward. No. Yeah. Green room. Okay, I got that. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're on the south side of Chicago. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, here's the problem with Dunkirk. Dunkirk is here are your characters. You're not going to learn a whole lot about them. Here are the villains. They're faceless Nazis. Nazis are bad. War is bad. That's all you need to know. This movie could have been like I've like this is not a Christopher Nolan movie, obviously, but like this movie could have been the same because Assault on Precinct 13 was the same. You have gangbangers outside. They kill the kid. They want to kill the witness. You don't get anything about them the whole movie, and it's just about the people inside. Mm-hmm. The band and then the other um, Igamon Poots, you keep learning about them even as they get killed off. And then Patrick Stewart <gasps> just becomes worse and worse and more intelligent mm-hmm. as the movie goes on and more frightening. They don't stop character development once you realize – who is on both no. sides of the door? It's a brilliant movie in my in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. Even like, even like the Nazi girl, whose name I don't know. We hope I didn't write it down. Oh, you about Poots. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She's fantastic. She's great. Holy fuck! Yeah. So fucking good. And it like, I don't know. Well, also it wasn't like just like faceless like. Right. It wasn't faceless. Like, like they antagonized. Yeah. Like with their set. But the skinheads know. also like They respected the their songs. They respected them as a band. It was just the stab in the head. Yeah. Which is a thing, if you guys uh are traveling, keep your fucking phone charged and on you. All the all the time. I'm not blaming I'm not blaming the bass player at all or the guitar player at all. Aaliyah Shecat? Shaw Cat. Shaw Cat. Yeah, no, I... Uh, That's one of the two names I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write down Anton's name? Nope. Okay. I wrote down Patrick Stewart and Leah Shawkat. Okay. R.I.P. Anton Yakin. I don't know your last name. And the director's yeah, name. Right. Yeah. Jeremy S- Saulnier. Saulnier? Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm guessing on that, too. I've never heard anyone else say his name out loud. <sighs> but, yeah, like, this is the problem with the first podcast we did about that movie. There's not a lot to say. It's no. super straightforward. Yeah. Nazis yeah. are bad. Yeah. Nazis. 
Skinheads are bad. They're bad. And also, Pacific Northwest has a very, like, right-wing fucking, you know, fascist undertone. Yeah. Which is... I remember when, like, our band first went there, like, there was this whole thing about the state of Jefferson, and, like, they wanted to secede from the nation, and this whole, like, state of Jefferson encapsulated, like, the whole, like, Pacific Northwest, and, um... Somebody in our band got like enamored with it until I was just like, "What Jefferson do you think they're talking about?" It's like it's not Thomas Jefferson who brought the nation together. It's maybe Jefferson Davis. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, the state of Jefferson is not about Thomas Jefferson. It's the state of Jefferson Davis. Yeah. Like they want to, they're just like a bunch of fucking hillbilly Nazis up yeah. there, and, and so it's so be- the green room was so believable like that this like forest like weird ass fucking you know roadhouse show with all these like skinheads could happen yeah that's why it was fucking terrifying for me yeah no and that's also this movie's a few years old like it's only become more poignant since the orange man got elected president like they knew this existed and they put it out there and then it just like it's like uh it's terrifying the whole thing, everything about Green Room is terrifying. But, <laughs> yes, <I> yeah. <laughs> uh, beautifully shot, very well, ma- well made. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Check out Spotify. You can listen to their cover, the Ain't Rights cover of uh, Nazi, Nazi Punts Fuck, Fuck Off. Up. But there's also four or five other actual songs they recorded as a band. That's cool. Yeah. All right. And, and it, any final thoughts about uh, body bags before we talk about Mandy? I don't know if I have final thoughts on body bags. I do like enjoy body bags. I, don't think I had initial thoughts about it. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's like, fair it's comment. Fun. It's worth a watch if you're a John Carpenter fan. It was a nice I reprieve for somebody that dislikes horror movies and i was like oh my god i don't want to watch it and i was like oh cool (laughs) yeah i did i I don't have to squirm for this one i grew up with john carpenter as a hero this one movie bummed me out if you liked i did too if you liked tales from the dark side or tales from the crypt (laughs) you'd probably really enjoy body bags it's not a great movie but it's fun it's barely a movie i think it's more the yeah yeah. Like Bohemian Rhapsody, where it's like a made for. It is, yeah. Movie. Made for 90s Showtime. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And it just really, like, as bad as the movies were, John Carpenter didn't direct them poorly. No. Like, the second one just wasn't interesting. It was too long, but, like, yeah. it was shot well. It had some good. Um, um, poor writing involved. Yeah. And, like, there was only so much you could do with, like, a that's poor story. Just like surprising to me, like coming from John Carpenter. Like I'm sure he has like a million ideas. And, like one of the things about like Halloween is it was supposed to be like a series of movies where like each movie was like a yeah. different story, which kind of got like picked up with like Halloween three. But to Palma downhill. No, he did. His his 90s uh <sighs> his 90 track record's really bad. Before Body Bags, yeah. Memories of an Invisible Man. Body Bags, Village of the Damned, which Mark Hamill's also in. I can't um, 
Escape from L.A., which I will defend for way too long. Yeah. In the Mouth of Madness, which is... People love that movie, People though. do. I, I sort of liked that movie until I rewatched it. It's real bad. It's real bad, but there's parts of it I like, but like... Prince of Darkness. That's, that's 88, though. That's, oh, is that 88? That's 87. That's oh, before okay. they... Like, that's actually prime Carpenter. Alice Cooper's in it. Yeah. Donald Pleasance is a priest in a basement of a church, and they find a portal to hell. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We'll show you that next. But then he also went on to make um, Ghosts of Mars, John Carpenter's Vampires. I like that movie. They all became John Carpenter's whatever. Well, they were always that, but I just, I want to put his name in front of Vampires. I like that. retroactively made him that, though. No, that was one of the agreements for Halloween. Oh, really? He did, they, him and Deborah Hill got paid like. I thought that was retroactive. No, that's that was always that like that. He, the one of his agreements was that he would write, direct, and do the music and all that other shit for ten grand, as long as he could have his name in front of the movie. Just for ten grand. Yeah. The whole budget for Halloween was three hundred thousand dollars. Anyone wants to pay me ten grand to put Fuck my name yeah. on something? Oh. Nick it. Souter's Hobo Slumber Party. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. You'd be in it, motherfucker. I know. <laughs> and Bob, just be like, I don't want to do this. This is scary. <laughs> I know. Hobo Slumber Party is more in, like, my <laughs> it's wheelhouse. It's, there we go. Have you seen Hobo with a Shotgun yet? No, I haven't. Okay. I do love Rucker Hauer, though. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. Have you seen that? I started watching it. It was... Real nothing. bad, but nothing wonderful. like that. <laughs> All right, speaking of real bad and brilliance, Mandy. Yes, let's talk about yeah. Mandy. I just yeah, no the latest. Forgive me for a second. The latest collection of faces from Nick Cage. Oh my god! Like the end when he's in the car. That's the scariest dying. part of the movie. That's the most insane part of the movie. <laughs> Which part? This. Uh, when, when he's, he's just like covered in blood. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, have you like watched the director's other movie Beyond the Black Rainbow? Not yet. Okay. So that whole scene was also in Beyond the Black Rainbow, where he's like in the car and like looking over at someone who's not there. That's also in Beyond the Black Rainbow. Is that his trademark? I. It must be. He's only made two movies. Yeah. So. I thought his trademark was ripping off Phantasm too. Hey yo. <laughs> Your burp literally knocked out on the channel <laughs> for a second, all right? <laughs> I need you. It's like that scene in Elf. Yeah. We... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Somebody tell me what Mandy's about. So, Mandy is kind of like a redemption film. It's about Nick Cage and his, well, Brad and Mandy, who are a couple that live out in the sticks somewhere. Pacific Northwest once again. Oh, of course. Um, and there's a cult nearby, and this cult leader, Jeremiah, sees Mandy one day when he's driving down the road and feels like he has to have her. So they enlist like this group of like devil evil fucked up bikers to abduct her. 
Cinnabites that are not Cinnabites. Yeah, they're totally a rip yeah. off of Cinnabites. They're kind of like cooler in a way. Because they don't t- do monologues. They don't do monologues, and they're just like way more mysterious. I feel like the yeah. less you see of them, like the creepier they are. They are. In yeah, a way. yeah, you're right. Also, yeah, it's the, like toxic the, masculinity about how you, I have to own this person, and then he sends his troll army. Who are just fucked up in LSD. A bad batch of LSD. Bad batch. The worst batch. That they love. Yeah, which Nick Cage (laughs) literally dips. Yeah. Yeah. He does all of it. Yeah. Which I think does all the cocaine, but then he just dips his finger into the jar of LSD. Yeah. And tastes it, and then... And then drinks it. Yeah. I, doesn't he drink it? I, I feel know. Like he I always. It. I the last time I watched, it, I kept waiting for he him to drink out of it. He never it. goes back. Oh, okay. He just dipped his finger in it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the cult steals Mandy, um, because Jeremiah became infatuated with her after seeing her just like walking down the street. They bring her back, and Jeremiah thinks she's gonna be like the next greatest thing, and they. Fucking give her like this weird injection from like this weird bug thing, and they put something in her eyeball. Then she just like laughs at the cult leader Jeremiah, like after he gives her like his whole spiel and like plays like his song for her and like disrobes himself. And so they end up burning her. As Nick Cage is, like, watching yeah. and, like, tied to a post. Because they went back to the house to do it in front of him. Oh, so they went back to Yeah. House. Okay, gotcha. Because he also... torturing him the whole time? Or, like, had him tied up the whole time? I think he was yeah. just... T- yeah. He was just Because then Jeremiah went and stabbed him. And they also never addressed the stab wound again. I know. And that was a giant-ass yeah. fucking knife that they stuck in his side. There's no way you're just yeah. going to fucking crawl away from that. No matter how crazy you are, no much vodka you put on all your wounds while you're standing around your tidy whities. Um, And so, like, the rest of the movie is just, like, Nick Cage getting revenge yeah. for them killing Mandy. Both on, like, the fucking creeped out, like, Cenobite motorcycle gang and then the cult. Um, but it's very stylized. Oh, it's a, it's it's an art film Absolutely. by somebody who loves watching people get their heads cut off. No, it's a <laughs> it's a gorgeous movie. It's super stylized, but it's stylized to the point where it's like it's an art form. Like, and there's like weird interludes that are all like animated, yeah. but like. 80s like metal animated it's, heavy, it's the movie heavy metal basically yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe it's yeah it says the movie heavy metal yeah not but, as like a horror movie you know no because it's not like the scariest thing in there is just nick cage being nick cage yeah yeah well i don't know if <laughs> yeah. that is scary yeah <laughs> that's very scary i, would I don't say know that, if that's like, the scariest with, thing though you know, with no horror no movies, for me it like like seeing all these horror movies it's all about like the anticipation, like what what's gonna happen next, what's gonna happen next, and I would say that like with Mandy, the anticipation is like squarely on Nick Cage's shoulders. Like, what the fuck is he gonna do next? Sure. Like, what, what kind of fucking crazy look or stupid well, thing is he gonna say? <laughs> crazy evil. <laughs> Hippies. 
just freaks. <laughs> that was the only scene of the movie that I really fucking hated. Oh, I like that scene. I, I love Bill Duke. I hated that scene. Bill Duke's great. He should have like, been in it more. I, yeah, I feel I like it was totally like out of place. Like, I felt like there should have been something like leading up to that maybe Here's, uh, i don't know because it's then it's that scene and then there's a scene where he's like forging like this yeah. huge metal weapon which in like earlier in the movie you see that like he's, I, don't I don't remember he's like a fucking logger he's a lumberjack so like all of a sudden he like knows how to do metal work and like melt down metal and forge metal like it's a little ridiculous there's background for Nicolas cage's character that like got cut out obviously but like the movie exists in two half the first half is about mandy oh sure and then when she dies like we have the scene with the cheddar goblin Oh, I love yeah. the Cheddar Goblin. So good because, and then like, that's like the whole transition because they go back just like, this is normal life. This is just, so like, I feel like the movie needed to, ha- I like those scenes just because you needed to like see him flip to go full Nick Cage. And like, we don't get a whole bunch of his background, but like we need, cause it's like, uh, you know, the swinging door into his half of the movie. Okay. The bathroom scene, though. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's like top Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, every time I like watch it, I've watched it like several times at this point. Every time I watch it, like whenever that scene comes up, I just like imagine everyone on set and like what they're like doing is like they're seeing Nick Cage <laughs> just like loses <laughs> shit. And like, who the fuck keeps vodka in their bathroom? Thank you. Yeah, I was as fuck. Well, yeah, as a recovering alcoholic, obviously, because he didn't drink. Yeah. That was like part of the like the. So he had booze hidden around the house. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone having like a straight face, like watching him do that over and over again, and it's like tidy whities <laughs> just sitting on the toilet. Ah. <laughs> was my one of my favorite scenes was when he, i think he got captured again mm-hmm. and then he like broke free and then did a bunch of coke like kills the guy watching tv he like smashes the table and then picks up like a shard of glass does like a ton of coke and then somebody else comes back oh then they beat the piss out of each other and mm-hmm. no no in my favorite my favorite part was where he just like freaks out and he's like ah and he like jumps into oh, yeah. the couch <laughs> and like the couch rolls over and he like somehow just like defeats that guy <laughs> by yeah. jumping into the couch that's a glorious little yelp he does <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> jumps into the couch the couch flips over he like takes out the dude's legs and yeah they beat the shit out of each other and he somehow comes out on top there's so many Chinese food boxes, <laughs> like, all over their counters. <laughs> that's, like, something I want to see. Like, that's, like... The, the Chinese delivery guy see. delivering yeah. to those guys? <laughs> like, what happened to him? They probably ate him. Whatever happened to the tiger? 
it just like goes it's off. Gone. He it's just free. like lets it go. It's free, just like Nick Cage. He had the tiger shirt on earlier. <laughs> just wild beasts on their own. He just let the chemist like he didn't do anything. To the chemist. No. The chemist was like honest with him. That's another thing I love about this movie is that throughout the whole movie, every person's eyeballs are super fucking dilated through the whole fucking movie. And I don't know, like, how they did it, if it was just, like, contacts or if they actually, like, dilated these people's eyeballs. But if you look at, like, the actors in this movie throughout the whole fucking thing... It's just like super, super fucking dilated eyeballs. Lots of drugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about how this is Phantasm 2? Yeah, well, we, I mean, we watched Phantasm, we, we watched Phantasm 2 and realized after the fact that, like, that the whole scene where he was battling the, the chainsaw fight, the chainsaw fight, it was kind of ripped off of phantasm 2 yeah reggie yeah reggie had this like little like it was kind of like a toy chainsaw and then somebody pulled like the the guy pulls out of the dungeon master the dungeon master pulls out this giant chainsaw phantasm 2 is not the first movie to have a chainsaw fight but it is directly mandy yeah or mandy is directly that yeah it was uh yeah like you said uh goes on the road they go on the road evil to fight evil if bill duke was in more scenes they would have the buddy thing going you have these amazing weapons that they only use once yeah they like throw away and they're like oh whatever yeah <laughs> yeah because those we'll talk about fan the whole phantasm series but if you haven't seen phantasm 2 reggie basically uh welds together two double barrel shotguns to make a quadruple barrel shotgun and you spend the whole movie waiting for him to use it and then when he does he uses it to shoot four dwarves and then that's it he just leaves on the stairs <laughs> he's like oh i left my or, you know his his bullet belt is like bandolier i got cut off got during cut the off uh the chainsaw fight and but it was in the same room and he shoots the four dwarves and then he's just like, he just throws the shotgun away. He's like, ah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm in a hurry. That's, um, that's Phantasm 2. That's Phantasm 2. What do you think of everybody else in Mandy that wasn't Nick Cage? I like Jeremiah a lot. He was really good. He Linus was Reach? Huh? Linus Reach? Is that his name? Roach? Roach? Charlie Manson. Yes, he was. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly who he's supposed to be. Um, and I'll when, suck your dick, man. <laughs> oh my God, when Panos first approached Nick Cage about doing this movie, Nick Cage just wanted to play the cult leader, and he like explained to him that it was supposed to be like old people or old age versus like young, um, and Nick Cage didn't think he could do it. Until, like, they signed on Linus for Jeremiah. And, like, Panos is like, I totally believe you can do the part of, like, the young people. Which is laughable because Nick Cage is not young at all whatsoever. But, yeah, there are, like, definitely, it's definitely, like, a Manson film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. 100%. Manson, heavy metal, and acid. That's the Mm -hmm. whole movie. 
which I didn't even like. Just, yeah, it was like Manson, like he was like the folk kind of part, and then you know, but it was like it was more like heavy metal versus like the folk hippie, yeah. or fucking yeah, crazy. hippie Jesus freaks, yeah. C- crazy, crazy evil. <laughs> what we did right there—that's the intro to all yeah. the shows now. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. <laughs> Yeah. So neither of you have seen his first movie, right? No, yeah, I tried. I just sort of gave up. Uh, I'm gonna watch it now. Good. It's really good. It's super like trippy. I would love to like eat a ton of mushrooms and like watch both those movies back to back and probably like melt my face off. I'm not watching. God damn it! Again with the face off. I'm not watching a Nick Cage movie with you while you're on mushrooms. You don't have to. I'm just like saying personally. Like, oh yeah, go for it. I because they're yeah, they're so like weird and stylized, and there's like, I mean, he definitely like rips off like different movies because I feel like Beyond the Black Rainbow has like some. He's only got two movies, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like Beyond the Black Rainbow definitely has some man to felt who fell to earth into it and like the old david bowie flick there's definitely like weird alien parts where it's like i just died the director of that nicholas rogue or something oh i don't know yeah he directed the witches too oh i love that movie same dude such a fucking good movie you've seen the witches right angelica houston oh yes yeah uh, not the witches of eastwick no the rolled doll film yeah where they turn the kids into mice yeah Good. Don't I worry, I own it. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, we definitely like read the book as children because it was a roll doll yeah. book, <laughs> and I remember like reading it over and over and over again. He's a dark motherfucker. I know. He doesn't get enough credit for being like a creepy weirdo. Everyone always just like talks about R.L. Stein, but like witches. I read that book over and over and over again. Jellica Houston and that movie is so good. Oh my god. So fucking good. That's why I have the nails that I have today. Oh yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? I said that's why I have like the nails that I have today. They look good. Mm-hmm. It's actually because of those, um I don't know if they even still make them, but do you remember like when you were kids you could get like the fucking witch fingers that you put on top of your fingers? Bugles. No. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I don't. They were like plastic fingers, and you'd I put them on top about, of yeah. your fingers, but they had like the weird, like long, pointy nails. Yeah. yeah, I'd always wear them. And I'm like, someday these are going to be my real nails. <laughs> and now they are. Um, The one thing I will say about Panos Cosmatos, the director, do you know how he got his start? I do not. So his father directed Tombstone. Oh, I did know that. <laughs> and he worked on it as like a camera aide or I don't know what his exact like credit was on that movie. But his first movie was made just like from royalties yeah. that he got from Tombstone. Okay. Going back to our earlier conspiracy theories, and this is backed up by everybody on the movie. Kurt Russell basically directed Tombstone. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. Really? That, yeah. The, this dude's dad was super flaky. 
I don't remember the exact story, but basically there was an original director. I don't know if it was him or he came on board later. Kurt Russell spent all of his time getting this movie made mm-hmm. because the original dude dropped out and then like he gave up his own money. He gave up all of his own time. He, d- he came up with the shots. He figured out like the stunt work. Like mm-hmm. he basically directed Tombstone. And I love it. I know you do. Um, I actually made him watch it over the summer. You watched it right before we saw Hereditary. Yeah, with Caesar. Yeah, as yeah. soon as you put it on, I realized I had seen it before. Oh yeah, Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah, I kept saying I never. No, no. no I, I kept saying I never saw it. it, and then as soon as we put it on, I was like, "Oh, Tombstone." <laughs> I'll be a huckleberry. Oh my god, Val Kilmer. You need to come back. Please come back. He actually has come back, and it's been not good. Yeah. He was in some weird, like, um, horror movie that I watched, like, not too long ago that I felt was sort of a ripoff of the thing. I can't remember the name of it, but it had, like, the same premise where... They were in like an isolated place surrounded by snow. <laughs> this week's giveaway is what movie is Aaron Rose trying to describe? <laughs> we aren't going to figure it out today. So send your emails to erose has never seen it at uh, gmail.com. I've not. Yeah, I think that's it, right? I Just go to so. our website and send us an angry letter. Go it's to still our up. Instagram. I checked. Yeah. <laughs> Slide into our DMs. Yeah, I, I know he was in that. Um, not right in describing that at all, but right. <laughs> I know he was in that awful movie with um, Fastbender. Which one? I don't know what it's called, like the Snowman's or some shit. Basically, there's a serial killer, and like, oh yeah, the Snowman. Yeah, that was terrible. They shot that movie, and then they realized they didn't shoot this fil- the whole script, so they had to go back. I didn't realize Val Kilmer was in that like it keeps like coming up on like something as like recommended to watch I think it's a small part I might be completely wrong I've never seen it you like told Robert told me that he had watched it and that it was fucking terrible yeah. so I haven't watched it but I kept getting it confused with Snowman the oh you're uh, thinking of Iceman with uh, Michael Iceman, Shannon yeah Iceman the documentary for that is amazing the actual like HBO. Have you ever seen that on HBO? Mm-mm. That dude was an assassin for fucking ever. They oh, have yeah. a four-part special on him Ooh. in chilling details about it. Oh, he, I'm gonna this, watch that. He's sure. so charismatic. And there's a part in like the third or fourth you one. You have to be. Where they actually bring in like a psychiatrist to talk to him, and they're sitting there and they're laughing. He goes, and he stops and he goes, "You see, this is the problem. We're laughing. We're having a good time. You shouldn't be doing this." Because this is how it was in real life. We'd be laughing, having a good time. And then if I was there for a job, I'd kill you. God. Michael Shannon was amazing. His <laughs> ice man, though. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> it's on something. Because I watched it, like, pretty yeah. recently. Okay. Is this Tales from the Crypt? Yep. Nice. Is this the series. John Carpenter episode? I don't know. He doesn't have one. Um <laughs> Final thoughts on all of these horror movies. Let's just, <laughs> Robert, on a scale of... All these horror movies and Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that in a second. 
Uh, Robert, on a scale of Halloween, on a scale of Halloween to Halloween six. Has he seen Halloween? Yeah. You haven't seen any of the other Halloween, so. Maybe two. Never mind. It's a bad sliding scale. Okay, just tell us right now. How happy are you that we forced you to watch all these horror movies? Halloween six. That's the best one. I'm so glad you came around. Anyways. <laughs> I thought it would be the worst one. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm going to lie to you because you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> I will say that, like, watching horror movies, watching a lot of them, you kind of get to see, like, you're like, oh, are you, I guess you kind of get used to it. Being scared. But I'm still not used to it. Well, no, I don't think you ever fully get used to it. You just at least you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't, because then that means you're a serial killer or you're yeah. dead inside. Yeah. But you get used to being scared, and that's the important thing, because then that makes you more ready for life in general. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good yeah. job. Thanks. Um. So you watched the original Suspiria, right? Yes. What did you think of that? The original Suspiria. Um. It's freaky more than scary. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was like freaky parts. Um, the bat where she like throws like a carpet over it and like smashes it. <laughs> like, that was kind of scary. The it the first part, like with the wind, like with the other girl in the window, and like that was that was fucking terrifying. Like I almost ran out of my own room. But did you enjoy it? Yeah. I also mostly just asked because I wanted to say that I saw Goblin do the live score to Suspiria at Reggie's, and it was oh, one of the coolest things I'm ever. I'm so jealous. I, like, really wanted to go see that. And, like, I don't, like, go on Facebook or anything, so I'm not up to date on what's happening ever. But, like, once I found out it was happening, I immediately went to buy tickets, and it was already sold out. And that was, like four or five months ago like three months before it happened at least did anybody see the new suspiria no i really want to it's already out of theaters it's out of theaters yeah see like i just wanted to see it in theaters because of tilda girlfriend she's great god i love her watch unsolved mysteries everyone it's fantastic only the Robert Stack one, so. Hashtag future sponsor, Hashtag Robert Stack. Past <laughs> sponsors. <laughs> Hashtag Robert Stack's ghost. Who haunts this basement? Oh, we're recording from the haunted basement again. Yeah. I think we might have recorded the last one. We did. That actually aired <laughs> from the haunted basement. <laughs> Robert Sachs ghost guys. Just calling us. Like somebody's ghost is here, but like Robert Sachs sort of a new edition. It's my first hearing of it. I don't yeah. doubt it. I don't know whose ghost is here. Toby Hoover's. Maybe. He's not dead yet. Oh, he's he? dead. Oh fuck. He died. Shit. <sighs> R.I.P. Toby Hooper. R.I.P. You were great and never gave you the credit you deserved. Including me. 
Yeah, including you especially. You fuck. <laughs> Bottle it. Two bottles of champagne? Almost. Um, Bottle and a half. But Steven Spielberg did not direct Poltergeist. You fucking asshole. I just, I just looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes and they credited Toby Hooper. No, I know. Because it's, he actually directed it. Okay. Can we? Okay. I will fight you. <laughs> Let's just get back to these movies. Mm-hmm. We can have a whole other episode where you could tell me how big of an asshole I am. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts on all the movies or any movie. Robert? Bohemian Rhapsody was all right. Green Room. Fucking terrifying. Body bags. Don't recommend that. <clears throat> Unless you've seen too many horror movies and you want some sort of like relief. You want a, mo- a good movie to fall asleep. A holiday. Mandy the Witch. Uh, the Witch. House of the Devil. House of the Devil. House of the Devil was scary. I I squirmed through the whole thing. The Witch, I squirmed through the whole thing too, but it was, I think, the better movie. More interesting. If you had to recommend one movie that we talked about tonight, what would it be? I'd probably say Green Room. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Same, actually. Really? Yeah. Of all the movies, that would have been it? It's more realistic. It is realistic. In my opinion. It's but that's more what of you like would a like. It's realistic movie that, like, something could happen. So, like, watch your ass about those. Like, in hmm. Pacific Northwest skinhead. I think just that Green Room is the. I don't know. Just the best made movie out of all of them. Really? Yeah. For, like, whatever reasons. I like or dislike the other movies f- in proportion to whatever. I think Green Room just overall is just solid start to finish. I'm very surprised by that. Of all, I like, the, the six thought, movies like, we talked about? Yeah. Four or five? I thought Mandy was maybe Ten. the best made. We talked about a lot of movies. Mandy but, wasn't the best movie. Um, I no, think I, I'm including plot and story, all that yeah, shit. Like, at, overall... All encompassing. Interesting. What is yours? If I had to pick one movie yeah. that we talked about for people to watch, it'd be The Witch. Like, if they haven't seen any of these movies, if I had to pick one, it would definitely be The Witch. It's a fucking beautiful movie. Wait, sorry. It's creepy as fuck. Phantasm 2 count? No. No. We're not talking about that. Um,. It would definitely be The Witch. My favorite movie out of this is The House of the Devil, and I would still recommend Green Room over it out of this batch. No, I'd recommend The Witch. It's beautiful. Everything about this movie is, like, fucking creepy, weird, beautiful. Just, like, the way it's shot is, like, so much better. It, like, smokes every other movie, I think. And just, like, the way it's shot. And the fact that he, like, shot it mostly in natural light is fucking mind-blowing, kind of. It's a beautiful movie. It is. I just, you know, different uh, horror strokes. I can't believe, like, you guys would both recommend The Green Room. I didn't even think you liked The Green Green Room. Room. He doesn't want to talk about it anymore. He's terrified again. 
Well, I don't know. Aside from that, with like the other movies, I don't know. Keep going back. Yeah, I don't know. When it comes to Bohemian Rhapsody, just watch Live Queen movies. Yeah, yeah I Green agree room. with that. I don't know. Green Room's creepy. That wouldn't be my first recommended, though. Okay. I know. Is that visually? Mandy was my favorite. Realistically, uh, Green Room was my favorite. And just, like, supernaturally me the most. I would say the House of the Devil. Absolutely. I love House of the Devil. I do too. I'd say the witch and then House of the Devil. And then maybe Green Room. Hopefully the next episode comes out sooner than six months from now. My god, yeah. <laughs> we were like on it for a second until we realized that the four track wasn't working it's okay we're back on track it's also cold out now and we have nothing better to do exactly and sit inside and talk into microphones and torture robert and with that in mind the idea of having nothing better to do thanks for listening i was nick still am nick i am aaron rose and i am aaron rose's brother that's never seen it what's your name robert Yeah! Oh, God. Crazy evil! Yeah!